Look at the weather. It's beautiful here. Non-stop rain. Oh, man, it is a blazer out there. It's cold and it's shivery. It is cold. Really coming down here. I really enjoy your weather reports. From the All Indiana Podcast Network. We're talking weather in a whole new way. From historical events to what's coming up. Plus, weather news, science, safety, fun facts, and more. I like where this is going. This is Weather Weekly. Weather Weekly with Wish TV Storm Track 8 meteorologist Marcus Bailey. Episode number 78 of Weather Weekly. Good to be with you here and uh, rolling through the middle of the month of July. Man, we're just, uh, we are flying through, no doubt about it. And uh, hopefully you're having a fantastic week uh, so far. Boy, it was nice to have some rain last Friday. Almost an inch of rainfall here in Indianapolis. There were several areas that had some good downpours. Unfortunately, we need more. We need a lot more. Um but it did help at least a little bit, at least a little bit here, kind of delayed the browning a little bit. We're not fully green here, but it kind of delayed things uh, a little bit. Um, before we get to the subject matter, um, we talked briefly about this at the beginning of uh, the month here when we did the um, July outlook. And I kind of bypassed this, the official uh, write up uh, on the June climate summary. And and we already kind of brought this up. Eighth driest June on record, 30th, 30th uh, warmest on record. What I thought was interesting, though, and I, I kind of overlooked this because we kind of just briefly skimmed over it. Um, <clears throat> we didn't break a ton of um, record high temperatures. Um, but we did break several um, record low uh, maximum or ma- uh, maximum low temperatures, if you warmest lows. Okay, um, specifically in the middle of the month, had a decent heat wave from the 13th to the 17th. Okay, uh, where. We had uh, four days in a row of 90 degree temperatures dating back to the 13th. That was a Monday here in Indianapolis. Um, but even that, that Friday, we were up to 88. So that was pretty that was five days in a row of well above average heat. Uh, but in the middle of that Tuesday, Wednesday and Thursday morning specifically, that was rough. OK, 78, 75, 79. Those were our low temperatures uh, for all three of those mornings, and those all set individual uh, records. Hottest temperatures uh, were recorded in Shelbyville at 98 degrees uh, for a high on the 14th. Farmersburg also uh, tacked on a 98-degree um uh, temperature as well on the 14th. Those were the two hottest uh, temperatures uh, that day. So 95 was the hottest in Indy. That was on the 21st. Obviously, we've been a little bit hotter since um, when we opened up July. We were we were uh, uh, into the upper 90s. In fact, hitting 99. So. Um, yeah, I just wanted to kind of briefly bring that up before we kind of get to the meat of our podcast. There are just a couple of notes pertaining to the month of June. Okay, so um, what we're going to focus in on here coming up after the break is, uh, you know, obviously I want to co- I want to still kind of piggyback off of the drought situation here. We obviously had some beneficial rain on Friday. Did that help? And there's there's a lot of comparison now kind of going on to 2012, which was the last time 
time we had a real significant uh, drought. And so I want to kind of compare and contrast where we were then and where we are now. And if we can kind of see any hints on maybe where we are heading based off of what happened during that uh, that really, really um, dry summer. That's coming up next here on Weather Weekly. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be Continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Episode number 78 of Weather Weekly. Good to be with you here. Uh, we're just going to kind of roll on um, talking about the uh, the uh, the drought that is building here. And, you know, I, I spend a lot of time kind of looking at the numbers and, and, and comparisons and, and things like that. And obviously, in recent memory, probably the, the worst drought that we've had in a while um, was 2012. And I brought that up on the podcast here a few times. Um, and, and there's being there's some comparisons to kind of where we stand um, now. And I, and I think a lot of that is just simply because of um, how how recent that that drought was. Right. It was 10 years ago. So it's fresh in people's mind, relatively speaking. I mean, we've had some times where we've been dry or anything like that, but 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 this is kind of the first time that we're starting to see widespread drought starting to build. Um, and we've mentioned it on the podcast numerous times that, you know, once you kind of get yourself into that situation, it's tough to break it. Droughts kind of feed on themselves, right? And so once you're well into a drought, you kind of need a bigger system um, that would be kind of anomaly to break that up, like a like a tropical disturbance, whether it be a tropical storm or a hurricane or or something like that. So just to kind of put it in perspective, though, I don't think at least now, right now, we're anywhere close to 2012. There's there's a lot of there's a few similarities, but there's a lot of of differences. All right, and, and again, you have to keep in mind that this uh, this isn't an official term, but I think it's probably the best way to describe it is that this is this has been building as more of a flash drought. This 2022. Uh, situation that we're in right now because we were running fine in terms of precipitation coming off the spring and even into early june the first half of june we were okay we were a little behind schedule but not bad and then starting on the, i believe the 13th and then beyond 
um, we hardly had anything. In fact, leading up to last Friday's rain, um, we had only picked up about six one hundredths of an inch of precip. So that was about a three and a half week stretch where yeah, you basically had a trace. That was it. And outside of northern Indiana, where they just got destroyed by heavy rain, Fort Wayne area uh, early last week had eight inches of rainfall in about a 36 hour span most of the state had not picked up a drop and so um it just goes to show you and and then add to that you're talking 90 plus heat you know it just dried out the ground extremely quickly and so that's where the crops have been in fairly good shape up until now now we're starting to get you're getting some stress on the crops now. And I know the farmers are in pretty desperate need now. Uh, and it is something that is worrisome. Okay. Um, just to kind of put in perspective here, I went back past the last 30 days. Okay. So I'm recording this on the 12th. Um, I went back to June 12th through July 12th, the 30 days, the last 30 days. Um, during that time frame, um, our average temperature has been 77.9. That's 13th warmest for that specific time frame, okay? This, this current year, all right, mid-June to mid-July. Um, the warmest is 2012, 81.3 degrees. All right, precipitation-wise, we've picked up 1.44 inches of rainfall. Again, we picked up nearly an inch of rain, um, this last Friday. Um, so that went a long way to kind of get us away from probably top 10 category, top five. Um, it's 13th driest in that time frame, 1.44. Um, the driest 2012, 0.04 inches of rainfall in that time frame. Also in comparison, since March, all right, since March 1st, so that is the beginning of spring records, um, right now, 14.96 inches of rainfall or precipitation, because some of that was at least a little bit of snow early on for us here. Um, this year, 49th driest. Again, we're, you know, you're in that top tier of dry, but you're not, you know, top 10. Um, to compare... Uh, 2012, 10.29 inches of precipitation, so over four inch difference there, and that is sixth driest. I think what's more telling here is, and, and again, this it doesn't make matters better, but I, I, I it does put it in perspective on where we stand and, and just kind of comparing on that drought. Um, 2012. Okay. Well, first I should say, you know, we started seeing signs of abnormally dry conditions in June. All right. Early June is when we had that here in central Indiana. All right. Um, abnormally dry again is that it's not officially a drought. It's kind of like the, think of it like a watch. All right. Um, and then we started seeing moderate drought, um, by July, the July 5th update were really expanded, all right? There were parts of the state that had moderate drought a little bit earlier, but it was just it was just a few isolated counties. Now you've got more widespread moderate drought in the northern parts of, of central Indiana. To compare, um, we started seeing abnormally dry conditions in 2012 by April 24th, 
All right. Um, so that was pretty early on. Widespread drought um, was across the entire state by June 19th. Um, that's basically when we started seeing, well, you know what, June 19th, we hadn't even seen abnormally dry conditions yet. Um, it was, it wasn't for, for another couple of updates after that extreme drought conditions were then by July 10th. So that was this time of the year already, uh, parts of the state were in extreme drought and then exceptional drought. So that's the highest tier, um, was classified in sections of the state and that never became widespread, but exceptional drought in spotty areas by July 24th. Um, there then finally came some relief by August, uh, where there was some rain for the northern half of the state. So it backed off, but we kind of maintained at least extreme drought. So on a one to four scale, that was a three in comparison. We're at a two right now in parts of the state. Um, that kind of maintained through the, through the rest of the summer for the southern half of the state in 2012. So, you know, we were a lot worse off early on in, um, in 2012. And so that, you know, you still need the rain, but there's not as much damage done yet. All right. Like we could turn this around fairly quickly if we can get some decent rainmakers in here. But the problem is again, that the, you know, droughts feed on themselves. And so, um, you know, it's very difficult to get some of these robust systems coming in here. Case in point last week. Now, Friday was the anomaly here and we were able to kind of maintain some moisture. Um, but there was a lot of waves that we had this last week here that just could not maintain partially because it was during the overnight hours. And so you're losing a lot of the energy from the daytime heating. But another part of it was, it was running into a lot of dry air because the ground is, is very dry, right? So you don't, have a lot of moisture here to kind of keep keep that going now friday ended up working out because there was so moisture laden it was able to maintain despite the fact that there's very arid air over our state so you know there's not a lot of signs unfortunately that we're going to be able to turn this around um just looking at the forecast here the seven day um the seven day rainfall total i last i looked from the weather prediction center so that's the official forecast that would take us through tuesday morning on the 19th um so one week from from me recording this here um it's i think it was a 0.01 inches of rainfall like that's not going to get it done that was that's statewide um, there are some chances for rain, I think, coming up this weekend, but it's very hit and miss. And I was on a local radio program um, uh, about a, well, it was a week ago, I think, talking about, you know, where we stand with the drought. And now we're at a point where, you know, when you get in the summertime, you know, it's very common to just kind of get these isolated showers and storms that will fire. You don't, 
you don't often get, you know, big robust systems that come in here that bring widespread rain and stuff like that. You get that in the spring, you get that in the fall, kind of more transitional type of storm complexes. This time of year, it's just the heat and the humidity. You get these flare ups of pop up storms, which I kind of equate to at this point, that's going to help isolated areas. But think of the movie Independence Day, right? So when you're getting into that kind of close to final scene and you've got the fighter jets that are going up against the big you know, ship that's trying to go over where they at area 51 or wherever they're, they're camped out at. And they're trying to, trying to take down the ship before, um, you know, it gets over them and fires its main weapon. Um, it's primary weapon and the shields are already down. Um, they start firing missiles, right? And it does damage, but it's, it's minimal impact. Think of it kind of like that. All right. I think that's probably the best analogy I can give. Yeah, you're 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 doing some damage a little bit with maybe some of these pop up storms, but not nearly enough. And so you need something more robust that's just going to completely take the whole ship down. Um, And at this point of the year, one of your best best scenarios and I, I I use best for lack of a better term because you don't want to wish bad weather on on people. Um, but you know, we're in the heart of hurricane season. We're keeping an eye to the tropics and we're getting into the time of year where, especially when you get to July, August and September, uh, the Gulf really kind of heats up with activity. And that's where we get any remnants of a tropical system come from the Gulf. Okay. They feed up through the Gulf of Mexico and they get worked through the plains. And then eventually they get bent to the East into the Midwest. Um, you know, if we can get a couple more systems like what we had on Friday, where it's numerous storms that could help to go a long way. It it, it helped a lot. It helped a lot. Um, in many locations this past Friday. If we could get a couple more of those, it could go a long way in helping us. But unfortunately, at least over the next week, it's just not in the cards. So assuming that we stay dry for the next week and maybe that trend continues and we don't have any good robust systems that are going to come in the traditional ways, you have to start looking toward the Gulf because that may be our only opportunity to break up the drought. Um, Last point here. Um, I mentioned that the outlook not looking great here. Um, the six to 10 day outlook calls for near normal precipitation. Same thing for the eight to 14 day and the monthly precip and even the seasonal precip is calling for equal chances of either going above or below. So there's no strong signal, uh, either way, but the, the drought outlook Uh, It's the drought tendency during during a period here that would take you through September 30th says drought development will continue uh, or persist for our entire state. So there's really no um, no signs of that letting up anytime soon, unfortunately. So um, we'll we'll keep an eye on that. Um, The other point I wanted to look at the, the the Palmer index. And I brought this up, I think, in the first kind of um, drought monitor that I wanted to, that we were talking about here. Um, Let me look at the, there we go. So the Palmer Index, again, just to kind of refresh, so it's based on the current weekly 
Palmer value, climate, what, what I'm describing in this map. And if you want to look along, it's at, at weather.gov slash IND, top of the page. There's a special section for, for, the, for the building drought. Um, so over our area, so what the Palmer Index is saying is how much rain um, or, or a climate vision would need approximately so many inches of precipitation over the next four weeks to bring its Palmer Index to near normal, okay? Um, we're at a point now that uh, over the next four weeks, we need six to nine inches over the vast majority of the state. The exception to that would be northeastern Indiana, and that's only because you got hammered with rain last week. Again, I mentioned up around Angola, Fort Wayne areas, you know, six, seven, eight, and nine inches of rainfall. Um, southwestern Indiana, three to six. Southeastern Indiana, three to six. You had a couple of thunderstorms as well. But vast majority of the state, including central Indiana, the metro area, um, six to nine inches of rainfall. So not good. And that is up from the last time we kind of talked about that. So, you know, we're kind of getting in that danger zone now where I'd say if you don't get any significant rain this week and we don't see any significant rain chances down the line that this is going to be probably a situation where we're going to be seeing um, exceptional drought um, or extreme drought starting to build and then you're starting to get in big trouble with the crops um, and, and, and then next on line would be exceptional, which would be the level four. So, um, you know, there's, there's some concern there for sure, uh, today. Um, you know, but we still have a little ways to go before we really need to kind of really worry there. What I'm saying is I bet there is some hope here. Like I said, you know, we're at a point now when now all is lost. If you can get a couple of good systems coming in here, it can help turn things around a little bit, but it needs to happen in a hurry. And unfortunately, I don't think it's going to happen at least this week. So now we have to focus on next week, right? And see if we can get anything mustered up um, there. And if we can't die then, that's two weeks without any significant rain and you're already having moderate drought building. Now you're running into some big problems. All right. So we'll keep you updated. Uh, we'll talk about that forecast and see if we can get any rain chances in here. And if, if we're going to be adding any heat to uh, kind of worsen, worsen the conditions as well, that's coming up next here on Weather Weekly. <laughs> Thought about podcasting? The All Indiana Podcast Network can help you create, produce, and distribute your podcast for businesses, churches, organizations, or just for fun. Get the details when you email contact at allindianapodcast.com. Here's a look at the forecast for the week of July 11th. Uh, again, kind of dry weather here. <clears throat> we mentioned this here before the break. Um, not many rain chances here. At least we're going to be seasonable will be in the mid 80s i think the remainder of the week the um the exception will be friday i think we'll start to warm things up a bit as we start rolling into the end of the week and into uh this upcoming weekend highs will be in the upper 80s both friday and i think saturday and sunday also uh do open the door to hotter temperatures into the 80s as well um there are some rain chances they're not great um again something else we talked about prior to the um prior to the break here um 
isolated at best, I think, Saturday evening as it stands now. Maybe slightly better isolated to scattered on Sunday, and I think kind of the same thing goes for Monday and Tuesday, but uh, I, I I just think that it's going to be few and far between. Um, you know, I, don't, I just don't think we're going to be getting a good widespread uh, rain chance here. Um, you look beyond that here. Temperatures look to kind of warm up by midweek next week. There are hints that we probably get a few rounds of 90 degree weather uh, starting Wednesday, uh, Thursday and Friday as well. I think we're into the, to the low 90s to put us through the 22nd and the outlook here. Temperature outlook for uh, the next eight to 14 days. Pretty strong signal for above average temperatures and near normal precipitation which even near normal precipitation wouldn't be a bad thing at this point um much better than below average uh but it probably wouldn't be enough even if you're near normal to kind of get us back uh to riding the ship here a little bit so keep an eye on it i think we're at the point now that we'd probably need to start focusing in on the tropics and while well, you certainly don't want anything uh, and make landfall along the Gulf Coast. We're probably at a point now that that's what's going to kind of help bust this thing up uh, in terms of the drought conditions that are building is getting a system that would be tropical and working its way through the lower 48 states and making its way into um, to central Indiana. So we'll keep an eye on that uh, as we roll over the next week or so. But again, uh, the only thing that's been brewing in the tropics now does not look to play a role um, into the uh, forecast for us here in central Indiana uh, for at least this week. So we'll we'll keep an eye out and see if anything starts brewing over the next uh, couple of weeks. Thank you so much for joining us here on this week's podcast. Always appreciate your time. We'd love to hear your feedback as well. Shoot me an email, marcus.bailey at wishtv.com. You can also reach me on social media at Marcus Bailey on Twitter and Instagram and Marcus Bailey Weather on Facebook. Uh, make sure while you're uh, kind of browsing around, check out all the other great podcasts called are part of the All Indiana Podcast Network. Have a fantastic week. We'll talk to you soon, and God bless. Discover more. Discover more from Stormtrack A Weather and Wish TV. Online at wishtv.com, and when you follow Wish TV on Facebook. Plus, be sure to check out more great podcasts from the All Indiana Podcast Network now. Now at allindianapodcastnetwork.com.